When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm here with Maria Hill, co-founder of the Happy Healing Shop Metaphysical Store, right? Hello, yes, <laughs> thanks for having Yay. me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Welcome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Maria, could you just share a little bit about yourself so we can get familiar with you? Sure thing. So um, I am a psychic medium, um, a Reiki master and I also uh, am a tarot reader and just a general metaphysical educator. And uh, my partner, Trang Pham, and I uh, started the Happy Healing Shop several years back uh, because we were both really passionate about this stuff. And we actually met at work at like a corporate job. <laughs> and so we kind of like, you know, when you're into metaphysical stuff, but you're not sure how people will react, you're kind of like winking about it here and there. Yeah. Well, we were doing that kind of back and forth for a while until we finally just realized that we were both really into this stuff and we kind of opened up and it became this like <laughs> natural thing where and Trang had this idea to like, let's just do it. And I was like, all right. And so that's, you know, we, we run the business together today and we offer, you know, readings and also we write a blog and have YouTube videos and are just, you know, we run our TikTok channels and that allows us to just try and educate people to kind of, you know, make it a little easier to navigate this very complex <laughs> metaphysical, uh, you know, world that people are starting to get interested in. So um, I'm, I was born the way I am. I, I've been uh, sensitive to energy and spirits uh, since I was like my earliest memory. So like since I was a toddler, I can remember. Um, and it and it does run on both sides of my family. So I guess mm -hmm. it was <laughs> the right mixture, you could say genetically, or I don't know how, but uh, that's kind of where my journey began is, is noticing it as a, as a little kid. Oh, that's awesome. I am actually the same way. So I'm, we're, we're in the same boat here, same ship. Um, <laughs> And so I totally understand, and, and um, I think that's why I've kind of started to tailor my content towards sensitive souls and empaths, and uh, because I don't think we have a lot of support. There's not a lot of resources um, for us because it's smaller in numbers yes. for the amount of people <laughs> that are, you know, naturally sensitive to energy and emotions and just all of that good stuff. So I'm just so excited and happy to have you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and I'm looking forward to diving in. <laughs> yeah, this this is going to be magical. I feel Yay. it already. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> awesome. So I know we spoke a little bit, but I was saying how even as a, like a little kid, I would just go pick out crystals with my mom and it was just something we did. And I don't think that I had really built, a, you know, the understanding or connection to it being metaphysical. I just, it was just something to do. So I've always loved crystals and it was just always um, tapped into nostalgia for me. And now it's popular. Now you can go to... <laughs> 
you know, the dollar store and they've got <laughs> chakra candles. I'm like, what in, what is happening? When did this shift happen? What's going on? Um, and so while I love it, I'm noticing that there's that resistance from people that are a bit more traditional or religious and trying to kind of paint it in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And, and some people may feel apprehensive or feel fearful, even though they're drawn to it. They're like, well, I don't know. Is that okay? Is that evil? Is it bad? Am I a bad person because I'm doing this? And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? So I thought you'd be the best person to help us dive into that a little more. Oh, I'd be happy to, to dive into this topic because, um, as we were talking about a little bit earlier, it's like, a lot of people are kind of ready, feeling ready or drawn to dive in and maybe yeah. at a later stage than perhaps you were. So they're kind of coming in maybe in their 20s, 30s or even later and suddenly yeah. having a little bit of like, you know, like a little awakening. And But then they're they're kind of programming from how they grew up and everything is mm-hmm. fighting with them and they're get, stuck in a tug of war. And many people are struggling to progress because of the fear. Um, so that's something that, you know, we are very passionate about too at the Happy Healing Shop of trying to dispel a lot of these, you know, kind of misunderstandings. So that way people can just enjoy that beautiful, pure relationship, just like you had when you were a kid. There was this, Mm -hmm. you know, there was, you weren't judging yourself for it. You were just, I like this. I'm attracted to this. I want to participate with these crystals uh, in just, I want to hold them. I want to have more of them. And that kind of pure energy is really like a soul level attraction or a soul level calling to these things. But mm-hmm. that was before you had preconceived notions about things really heavily programmed, right? So mm-hmm. if we can get people more back to that pure acceptance of the things that they're naturally drawn to, perhaps people would be a little happier too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that's helpful is like, okay, let's let's pause for a minute, right? Let's, let's acknowledge the source of everything of where it's coming from. And I think um, in particular with crystals, I know you're going to talk about everything, (laughs) but in particular with crystals, I find that to be so hilarious when people kind of start demonizing crystals. Now I get it. We don't want to have some item controlling us or feeling like it's having power over us or whatever. I understand that, but we have to remember these are coming from caves. They're coming from earth. (laughs) God created these things or source or spirit. However you identify that. If you actually go (laughs) to a cave (laughs) and you were to go inside of one and see how beautiful and gorgeous that would be, would you really say that that's evil? You know, you're just getting a little Mm -hmm. piece of that and you're carrying it with you. And, and I think people just see that one crystal, one little, they say rock. I get so edged. I'm like, it's not a rock. Um, <laughs> they get that one stone or crystal or gem. And they're like, oh, they just see it in that singular state. But it's like, do you realize how that came from a, such a beautiful place? You know, like, oh, how yeah. could you not acknowledge that? It's so beautiful. So... Ah, I'm just like, okay, let's take it back to basics a little. <laughs> totally. And part of the problem is that people like, and, and, and we see this problem too, when we're running, you know, our accounts in, in the metaphysical space, there's a huge problem with the lack of education and a lack of 
a promotion of using logic still. Like just mm-hmm. because you're in the metaphysical space doesn't mean you have to become a drone because then you're just going to become do the same thing you were doing. Maybe if you were in a religious context, maybe you're going to do the exact same thing with the same mindset. And you'll end up in like a cult or you'll yep. end up just following what someone else says without critically thinking like science and metaphysics can they're they are meant to really mesh together and one can't always explain the other and vice versa and there's gaps in both and you know embracing both of them is not a bad thing so when people don't know you know don't don't think to go back to basics like we're literally living on a giant rock like (laughs) and like you said there's caves and caverns and layers in the earth that are made up this is what this is what our earth is made up of. So when you're when you're getting a, a a crystal from a shop, you're just you're just getting a little representation of the earth that we we walk on all day and we live on. We're generation after generation. It's the evil thing. I I notice it tends to come from a religious background, some sort of yes. religious trauma, and basically they don't want their followers to think open-mindedly. They don't want people to question things. They don't want people to be educated in science and history and mm-hmm. and culture, even, even just like practical things like that. Like they do not want them to be educated in anything. So when people are trying to crawl out of that, they're really behind with, they, they're lacking tools to even figure out the basic world around them sometimes because they've been so indoctrinated and it, there's degrees of it. Some people are kind of in between. Some people are just like a little bit influenced, but we get a lot of people who are formerly heavily influenced by some sort of religion and they have to learn to think for themselves again. And so Mm -hmm. we tell people that's why we promote the idea of healing your inner self first. You know, some people call it shadow work, inner child work. Um, Because if you don't know yourself, how are you supposed to proceed? Like how are you supposed to understand the decisions you're making and why you're thinking the way you're thinking? So bringing it back to basics is a great way to start, but it's a long and sometimes arduous journey to trek through our own like inner self and mm-hmm. our own mind and our own consciousness and break it apart and deprogram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I will let you dive in. What's something, what's the most popular question you get around this topic? Uh, one of the biggest ones is around probably uh, like tarot, or and mediumship it's like anything like where you're speaking using a divination tool so mm-hmm. like if you're using a pendulum or or a, or some sort of you know tarot or whatever um there's tends to be this like reaction for from some people where they're like oh my god my grandma and that's usually who, who like i can kid you not it could be a <laughs> meme at this point it's like my grandma told me that you're opening a portal to hell when you're playing with tarot cards um, and I'm like, Gosh. what? You know, and the ironic <laughs> thing is that sometimes grandma was the one playing with tarot cards, but she was telling oh. everyone else not to. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's like, don't play with divination tools because you're automatically talking to demons and mediums are talking to demons and the de- demons are pretending to be the loved ones. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, what? Are you a medium? Do you happen? Have you ever spoken to a spirit? Like, where are you getting this information from? And it's honestly just regurgitated from mm-hmm. a religious leader and you know or a culture and it's kind of propagated through generation after generation and then they just stop questioning it at some point because it's almost just like that's what it is like grandma said it great grandma said it you know my mom said it whatever and it goes down the family line and 
ironically, there's a lot of people with natural abilities and those abilities are getting passed down the family line too. And they're resisting it so hard yet. You'll see little peaks of like the, how they learn how to kind of use their abilities, but make it like safe around their religious beliefs. Like they kind of make little exceptions, but they don't go too far. They're kind of dancing around it, mm-hmm. but there's always, they're, they're kind of internalizing this guilt for having these abilities. And so they tell their grandkids and vice and on and on, don't do this because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's bad because they have a guilt for even embracing it at all. And so you mm-hmm. see a lot of like ancestral trauma, you know, if you want to call it that, that's carried down and down and down the line. And then people don't even understand why they're so damaged and they have to do some detective work to even understand why their families are, have this, these very, um, I guess you call them restrictive kind of belief systems. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of, so tarot cards and, you know, pendulums and all that, they're not, they're not inherently evil at all. They're just neutral. They're, they're a tool that, sit you know sits in a box or sits in a package until you buy it and it's not sitting here like talking to demons while it's sitting in the in the crystal (laughs) shop you know it's not like conspiring to take over the world Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but when you as a practitioner decide to use a tool your energy and your intention is what powers the experience Mm -hmm. your energy intention is what powers the tool the tool does not have power over you Mm -hmm. um you know so the practitioner just has to understand like what they want out of the experience. And that helps to create uh, an experience that they, that they, that they desire. So it, you know, you hear stories about Ouija boards. That's, that's in the same vein of like, Oh my God, like Ouija boards are bad. Like I personally don't use them cause they don't resonate with me as a tool. I right. prefer like other less cumbersome tools personally, but um, they're not inherently bad either. But the problem is people, I believe that there's like a collective consciousness, for example, around a Ouija board where we've now all decided as a society and with horror movies and everything Mm -hmm. that Ouija boards are evil. So we've kind of created a consciousness around it. So if people aren't setting their own intention around their experience with this tool, then they might get like some out of the weird random thing coming through because they did not set an intention. They did not they did not assert their own presence and power in, in the experience. Mm-hmm. And so pe- people should not, you know, do this work until they can, um, I'm sorry, use these tools until they're comfortable setting boundaries and comfortable um, deciding what kind of experience they want to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you said all of that because um I've noticed that like, I'll see other people sharing their stories and say, you know, I tried this whole new age thing and my life went to shambles after that. And it's evil. And this, I'm like, look, you (laughs) kind of jumped in without really being prepared for it. You didn't have any kind of, you know, real intentions. You didn't build a healthy relationship with it. Like how Mm -hmm. you do one thing is how you do everything. Yes. So (laughs) if you are naturally an obsessive person or, you know, whatever, if that's how you relate to certain things, you will most likely relate to (laughs) divination (laughs) tools that way. And, And I think that because it may be a new habit, that you might start taking on or something that it's new, that it's going to be more, you're going to have more awareness towards your own 
habits of what you're doing. You're going to have more awareness of the relationship you're building to something that's new. So if you're feeling like, well, it was making me out of control and I felt upset. No, you're actually seeing the way that you interact and behave with things because it's new. That's just what I think. Wow, I could be love wrong. That. But that's no, my that's thought pattern. That is powerful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I like to help people. Yeah. Help help people understand. Like, no, no, no. Like, don't don't jump in and and demonize things and say they're horrible or whatever because you had this experience with it. I mean, your experience is it's coming from within you. So I love how you mentioned, like, it's about your intention that you're putting into the things that you're using. Yeah. And honestly, this is kind of part of the problem with coming from like, a, let's say even a family legacy of like heavily religious or heavily indoctrinated, whether it's a, an ethnic uh, part of their ethnicity. You know, I come from an ethnic family and there are certain things that are very heavily like just embedded into being a part of that ethnicity that you just mm -hmm. are expected to follow. And if you don't, you know, it can be looked on as shameful or it's not really good to deviate sometimes, you know, in these, these cultures. Mm -hmm. um, and so when, when you're used to just following the leader all the time, you never learn to think for yourself. So let's say Jane Doe is like, oh, I, you know, I'm done with, you know, being a, this religion and I've been this religion my whole life and I had this awakening and now I'm going to go head first into uh, metaphysics and new age stuff. And I'm not, I'm just going to look, find the first person that sounds good to me and I'm going to do everything they say. Well, I tell people do not follow one freaking spiritual leader and look at them mm -hmm. like they're a guru. That's how you end up in a cult. That's how you yep. end up, right? Like that's how you end up losing yourself. And you're going to do the same thing, if not even worse than you were doing before with the religion. But now you found a new religion. You found a new leader, a new priest, if you will. Mm -hmm. or priestess. And I feel like um, like a metaphysical cults or new age cults are kind of on the rise now again, yes. right? Because we have social media, they can become more influential and people are just liking and sharing without looking at their background. Like I'm like, please do a Google search on me, mm -hmm. on anyone that you come across that's espousing things, especially channelers. Those people can get cult, like <laughs> really big cult followings and it scares mm -hmm. me. Because just because someone can bring through information, you don't know necessarily if it's 100% channeled or if it's not some of their own little thing or if they're even a channeler or you have to kind of listen to your gut and you have mm -hmm. to question things. And that's why I personally teach people to regain their like uh, awareness of using logic and using doing research. And it's okay to look at like more earthly sides of things to ground mm -hmm. the stuff. Like yes. you should not like the people who are like having these terrible experiences with new age stuff. Yeah. They are like you, like you said, like there's this kind of, there's a, well, there's kind of a disconnect between their own actions. Like they're not used to being in control of their own actions. They're not used to mm -hmm. acknowledging that. Right. So they're going to blame it on the devil. Right. And if they're mm -hmm. not blaming it on the devil, they're going to blame it on a crystal or they're mm -hmm. going to blame it on a tarot card. They're always looking for that bad guy to blame when really we have a dark side to us and that dark side can quite literally project itself out as mm -hmm. a, a quite literally a demon for some people. Like it can mm -hmm. look like that and people think it's some external 
aspect, but sometimes if we don't pay attention long enough, that part of us starts to become more aggressive so that we could see it so that we could deal with it. Mm. And if you don't, if you're not ready to dive into that, because metaphysics will bring that out, um, then you're going to have potentially a, a similar experience to being in like a religious, stuck in like a religious cult or a deeply embedded religion where you have trouble getting out. And then it's this whole trauma all over again. Mm. So yeah, it's, you can't get away. From, you can't run away from your own darkness. You just can't. Mm-hmm. You have to face it. And if you don't, it's going to keep coming up, and you're going to keep having to deal with it. And and it's not fun. That's for sure. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I love that. And I agree. Um, there's a lot of people that don't always have the best intentions that can just slap on a label, right? And mm-hmm. and take advantage of people. And that's why like listening to your your intuition, because it's your own guidance, listening to that is so important. And it it kind of sucks in a way because, you know, the OGs, <laughs> the originals <laughs> that, you know, are true, it's like we have to fight more to kind of protect our truth when, you know, there's other people, you know, I I know that's in every community, but it's just like, oh, come on, really? Oh, yeah. And that's something that there's, I've feel so lucky to have met other evidential mediums like me, other people who are, we're we're kind of from the same school of thought. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it's not, it's not as common because it's uh, evidential mediumship is not as big here in in the United States as it is in like the UK where it kind of has its origins. Um, And so we're, we kind of have the same similar practical ideas about things and we've all kind of come together as like a little community and kind of myth bust (laughs) these, (laughs) these pop, you know, they're like pop spirituality or pop uh, metaphysics where Mm -hmm. someone learns a little bit of something and now they're an expert and they're going around like getting views through espousing very damaging and very um, uh, like salacious information. That's not true. Mm -hmm. That's, or that's, that's very much misled or partially, you know, part true, part their own ego. Um, We're seeing a lot of people who are more concerned with scaring people Mm -hmm. to get followers. But like, for example, we, we were all kind of like pretty like taken aback. There was this one practitioner who supposedly practiced Reiki, right? And Reiki is, a, you know, very kind of a concrete practice. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this person is like saying that they remove demons out of people's auras and that everyone has demons just crawling up in their auras. And we oh, were like, no. what? That's They don't oh, teach you gosh. that in Reiki. Where did you learn that? Like, and this person had so many followers. Like they were like, many, many, many times more followers, but then, you know, like the more practical down to earth types because they, the fear cells, sex cells, all those, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the Mm -hmm. more scare, if you can, and that's how people start cults. They play off your fear, right? So all these people like, oh God, please remove a demon. And guess what? A lot of these people have religious trauma where they were taught that demons are real and that demons are you know, all around them and in tarot cards and, and that demons are the ones that are making them do things. Right. So they're like, oh yeah, totally. You know, and, and basically she's, she's preying on people that have this, this religious trauma. Mm. And it was really heartbreaking to watch how many people were falling for it. And this person had zero self-reflection, zero empathy. And it was scary 
because like, wait, you're, you know, you're a practitioner who's taken a, an oath to do no harm and who has been taught a practice that's not about you at all. You're literally just yeah. a vessel and you're taking it and turning it into some egocentric, like twisted thing. And mm-hmm. it it's heartbreaking, but I, I imagine you may have seen some stuff like this as well, but it's becoming more rampant. It is. It is. And I think that because of that, it creates that it's like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but this is how I feel as someone that's a true empath, a true sensitive being, the true people are just kind of sitting in the back and yeah. the audience. And we're just like watching this whole thing go down. We're watching like both of these parties are, are essentially on the same frequency, same wavelength, one from the religious side, one from the new age side. They both have the same intention of controlling someone through fear, which is violating a spiritual boundary. <clears throat> they're they're both on the same wavelength, and you have both people saying, "You see, they're the bad guy." No, they're the bad guy. No, they're the. It's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like we're watching this whole boxing match of the wrong people to follow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How exhausting, right? <laughs> It's like, oh gosh, call us when you actually tune into your intuition and then you can decode the whole entire thing yourself. You won't have to worry about what they're saying. You, you'll you feel it. Yes. And that, and you said something very interesting to it. I mean, many interesting things, but one of the things that really stood out is like those who know who they are and, and, and know their own inner truth and do not have a desire to, um, you know, have that ego driven reality, Mm -hmm. they do sit in the back. They do not, they're not quick to get notice or quick to have, you know, a lot of fame and fortune because we're just inherently not really seeking that. Like Mm -hmm. really the platforms that let's say we use are more for education, right? And Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about us. Like sure, people will get to know us inherently through the work, but whereas people who want to be no want an influence over people's minds and their hearts and their souls kind of like we were talking about which is ironic right like you said the two sides are basically the same thing just mm-hmm. it's a different flavor of the same thing um they are able to just like televangelists just like cult leaders and all this other stuff like they're gurus they're able to get tons and tons of followers and they want that and they want more of it whereas the mm-hmm. people who do not have that ego driven desire um, we have egos, sure, but that's not, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily like ruling the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to just be chilling in the back of the class, just kind of like observing. Yeah, like a, like an s- experiment, but it, it also probably makes people feel helpless too at times because mm-hmm. they're louder and they're more interesting because it's like, it's resonating it, with things that catch people's primal attention, like their primal mm-hmm. fears. Um, whereas we're asking people to open their minds, which is painful (laughs) Mm -hmm. and people are like, yeah, that's, that's hard. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to follow the people that just tell me what to think. So I don't Mm -hmm. have to think for myself. Exactly. Cause then if I think for myself, then I have to be responsible for all of my decisions. And if I'm responsible for my decisions, I can make mistakes, which therefore, puts me at blame and I don't want to do that. No. (laughs) You nailed it. Yeah, totally. That that's the process. And people have not been taught 
that it's okay to make mistakes. Like truly people, you hear people saying it, but do they really mean it? Like Mm -hmm. do people really fundamentally understand from the time that they're little that it's okay to make mistakes and that we're here to make mistakes and learn and try things? Mm -hmm. Like we're not necessarily culturally in our part of the world, at least taught that. And, and, you know, some, in other parts of the world as well, like the most populations of the world are not, they're not comfortable with being human. They're not comfortable with the experience of being flawed and that, and not seeing that as a beautiful thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it it creates this internal self-hatred, which then leads to people going probably to places and people that they're not, that that aren't going to be good for them in the long run. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. This is one of my favorite conversations. Oh, yay. I'm I'm really enjoying it too. My other guest speakers are probably going to get really upset. But but I mean, (laughs) but I've never really talked about this and I I love it. It's just so, I don't know. I just, I really love this topic. It's something totally different than what I've talked about before. So thank you. Oh, it's truly my pleasure. And like I said, I'm very humbled to get to, you know, have this opportunity to chat with you about this today. Yeah. Okay. 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 So let's talk about the benefits, the value, what, how powerful utilizing metaphysics really is. Yeah. So at the core, I I think metaphysics really is a gateway to understanding yourself on a soul level. And, and that's powerful. You know, we may not fully understand ourselves because there's a lot of things that a lot of information that's pretty hard to pull through to this realm, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we can, we can at least understand like our essence and, and kind of learn to filter out um, the stuff that is no longer serving us. It's a great way when done correctly. And and I mean, I know cor- the word correctly is like, uh, you know, relative, but mm-hmm. it, done for the highest and greatest good of that person. Um, it can allow people to think differently, to have more meaningful relationships with themselves uh, and all aspects of themselves with their families and to also to kind of have a more meaningful day-to-day experience because they're fundamentally seeing things differently. Um, things that maybe they didn't notice because they were kind of on this um, autopilot, just kind of, I do what my boss says, I do what my family says, I do what my religion says, you know, I do what my husband or wife says, you know, and what the mom group says or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, cause people put themselves in these, these different places in an attempt to find meaning and belonging but it's really just more of getting more influence that they don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's more like noise, and um, and then and there is some value to joining groups, of course. But it has to be a group that can allow you to um, continue to think for yourself and maybe discuss things openly, and that there's not an inherent bias to that group, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, metaphysics in general is just I find it to be. An empower exercise and empowerment in general, no matter what path you take there, as long as it's for your highest and greatest good, it's just this never ending, uh, you know, journey. And mm-hmm. something interesting too is that as you go longer in the path, some people find that metaphysics becomes more of a like in their mind, like it's, it's in their soul and in their mind, and it's less about the physical things. Like mm-hmm. you love crystals, I love crystals, right? But the longer I go in this journey, 
the less tools I need, I find. Yeah. I find it, it's more in your heart. It just kind of, you're kind of just become it, right? You know, and exactly. Ha- have you found along along your journey that this is at some point started to, to emerge for you as well? Yes. Um, and I was just thinking that uh, like last week, <clears throat> because I will get so into like the Oracle cards, all that type of thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? And now it's gotten to a point where I'm like, maybe it's because I've read literally every card (laughs) that I'm like, I already know this is going to say. But I think it's gotten to the point where I receive and I received before. I just wasn't aware that maybe I was receiving or I didn't know to trust what I was receiving as far as my intuition. And now it's just like, I just know. I find that the more that I just follow what I'm feeling and, you know, the thoughts that I have, the the decisions I'm led to make, and I see the outcome, I see how, ooh, I avoided this or, ooh, that led me in that direction. I'm like, oh. I don't really need anything external um, as long as I learn how to trust that. And I think that, you know, metaphysical tools have a place for sure, especially if you're just now building a relationship with yourself and figuring out who you are. I think it's important to have something tangible for a little bit so you can start building that pattern and relationship. But after a while, I found that I didn't, really need it. It's just, it's cool. Yeah. It's like extra confirmation, Mm -hmm. but I don't need it to like navigate my life, so to speak. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a very gentle, it comes in very gently for, and there's so many people who've reported this the longer they're in. Um, And some people that are in it for a long time uh, don't continue to rely on the tools and that's fine. But it's not, it's kind of a natural process where you just start one day, like, start to feel this this sense of like um understanding that you actually do ha- have it in you and that you're more attuned to the little tiny signs and the little tiny you know little tiny winks from the universe and your guides mm-hmm. and your loved ones from above and and as you collect this little library too of knowledge it helps you to kind of you know, you are the divination tool. <laughs> you kind of understand mm-hmm. that, um, you know, and, and it's, it, and you just notice all the little tiny things so much more because you're, if you're, if you're training yourself to sense subtle energy, which is a lot of the fundamentals of pretty much most of the metaphysical practices, mm-hmm. you're going to also become attuned to subtle sounds, subtle vibrate, like subtle sensations and light. Like people start to see little things in their peripheral that they didn't see before and they think something's wrong with their eyes which could be but <laughs> but sometimes if nothing's wrong with your eyes it could be that your senses are becoming more attuned and that it was always there you just didn't notice it because we're you're constantly surrounded by noise so at the very least metaphysics can help you kind of be in a state of observation where you're always kind of able to observe and you're also able to put a boundary around things that are not serving you that were intrusive before. Mm-hmm. So, and when you do that, now you have more room to hear the things you do want to know more about or the things you do want to sense more of. And so you're you're saying like I don't have to be I don't have to be a victim to like that annoying guy Dave in the office who's like 
just I can't stand his energy. He's like pelting me all day with his nasty <laughs> vibes. And people come home drained. They're tired. They feel abused, but they haven't maybe even interacted with that person. Now mm-hmm. you you just you get to decide. You realize you're this powerful energy ball, and you get to decide how far out your protection goes. And you don't have to let that in. Instead, you can let in more of the wonderful energy that your other neighbor has, that your other cubicle, you know, that's like sunny and happy and bright, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you learn the gate, learn to create gateways. You learn to create symbols that represent certain things to you, and mm-hmm. it's it's a journey of empowerment. So when we were talking earlier about like how metaphysics, like people are using it to control others, and they and they they say that they lost control of themselves, it doesn't sound like they were practicing metaphysical principles. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're doing something else because that inherently doesn't mesh with what you learn if you really are going there for empowerment. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I do just because it's like, that's, and that's the whole point. And that's why I think that when you do build a healthy relationship with that, and that becomes a part of, you know, who you are and how you operate, and you learn to trust yourself again, it can feel so violating when you have someone that's coming from a different perspective. I get it. We're stuck in our own stuff, our head sometimes. And they come in and they say, well, that's wrong. (laughs) You're going to feel that violation because it's like, no, I've built a relationship with this. This is what is, this is what is in alignment with me. So I think that, you know, um, sometimes people don't know, you know, the relationship that people are building within themselves. And that's why it's just like, it's really none of our business how someone, uh, <laughs> their relationship with a higher power themselves. I mean, that's their journey, you know? Yeah. And you can, and yeah, you can't save everyone. And, you no. know, you have to literally just, you can provide information, exactly. but trying to be this like savior that's going around that that's an ego trip in and of itself. Like it why, are, why are we trying to say it? Like, you know, they have a completely different soul journey and who are we to say that they aren't supposed to experience that leg of their journey in that way. Mm-hmm. And at the right time, perhaps then the right person might come in and now it's it's timed in a way where it's meant to happen and they're meant to break out or whatever. And even the, and this is one of the hardest things that I had to realize too, is even the toxic, if you want to use that word, like um, quote unquote spiritual teachers or whatever they are, cult leaders, I don't know, that are out there, they do serve a purpose. And at first I was very like, you know, earlier on, I was very like upset. Like I came across one that I started, there wasn't much on YouTube, kind of like what you're saying earlier in the podcast, there wasn't a lot out there years back. Mm-hmm. Um, so over a decade ago, when I started really diving into finally, like, you know, training and stuff, I was looking for guidance, you know, and I went on YouTube and I found this one, I won't say the name, but there's this one, uh, you know, personality on YouTube that was this like metaphysical person and something was a little off about them, but there really wasn't that much out there. And they had the best content that I could find at the time because mm-hmm. they had like, you know, professionally filmed crew and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, it turns out this person is a, like a total narcissistic, like cult leader who like mm. abuses their followers. And when I found out, I was like so upset and I was just like, why, why is this, do these people get to do this to others? And what I learned over time 
is that yes, as much as it hurts us and as much as our egos want to fight back against it, they are there to teach us the lesson of discernment. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, because that's part of learning our own power, right? Is, Is learning what feels right to us and what doesn't. And when we are not learning to gut check ourselves and trust that gut feeling and or we're not using our logic that is also there to protect us as it is to educate us Mm -hmm. as much as it is to educate us, we are cutting ourselves off from our own power, right? So those people test us and sometimes we don't get through it and we get sucked in and sometimes you know, we learn from it, we escape, and we can continue on with our journey with this new empowered knowledge. And then sometimes we may never get out. But mm. those people, as much as they are upsetting to see, um, they do serve a purpose. And but it's up to us to make the to to um, educate ourselves and and make the most of our discernment. And so I find, you know, it's a good. Is but yeah, it, it that's the dichotomy of the world we live in. Everything is like even the worst stuff can be can serve a a purpose to humanity. You know. Hmm. Hmm. I love that you said that. That's powerful. The lesson of discernment. Like, yeah, everything is a lesson. And so, what did that teach you? And then sometimes I think we like go in too deeply on it. We're like, oh, it taught me not to trust anyone. No. Not quite. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Not, not quite. A little, little too far. Let's ring it back in just a little bit. But I love that discernment. Such a, a, a lighter, more accurate word than, because I think people learn, they, they go that route and they're like, oh, I learned, I can't trust anybody. It's like, well, eh. well, hmm. <laughs> discernment, discernment. That's a whole other prison, right? Is when you go, you're putting yourself in yet another trap, which is not being able to open your heart again, not yes. being able to open your mind again. Now you're just letting them control you further into the future, even though you so so-called broken off your your contact with them. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is that um, you know, there's sometimes you could still learn a good nugget from a crap person. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. there's, they might say some wise thing this one time and they're total horrible people the rest of the time, but it's sometimes they're just simply a vessel for a one word to come through, one message to come through. And so there are some things I've learned from people like that person. I talked about that cult leader person. There were some good <laughs> nuggets that they, they disseminated that, you know, like in the, in the midst of all the other ones where I was like, Oh, you know what? Like over the years I've realized like that is actually a pretty good nugget. And I'm thankful for that nugget. Uh, I'm separating it from the person, Yeah. but, and that's hard and people get really upset they do not like, uh, the idea about of certain things where we have control. And, um, I don't know if you've, you've seen people's reactions to when we, you know, reincarnation is brought up, but it can be extremely triggering for people. Like oh. the idea that not only do we come, excuse me, back over and over, but we are choosing those lives and the experiences yep. and the people, people will go absolutely nuts. They will get extremely upset. They'll start like I was really bullied once for mm. um, posting it. It was like this really sweet, nice little video too. It was like I was just someone just asked a question because they wanted to know if their daughter chose them or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, we do choose our parents. And man, 
I did not expect it to go that way. Oh. I had to shut down my account for a while because <gasps> I was getting like hate comments and threats and stuff. Oh no. Because people do not like the idea that if we've had a bad experience, bad experiences that like there's a reason we're experiencing it, it can people can go off the rails. And I don't blame them. It's just that's how we're not used to taking, we're not used to feeling that sense of empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so they say, what about these difficult situations, these terrible situations, you know, and I've been through some horrible stuff myself, but Mm -hmm. to personally, um, I have found so much empowerment through that. It's like, there's a bigger purpose here. There is, there is a reason why I went through that and I learned so much from it. You know, and I would not change my life. No matter how many difficult things I've been through, I would not choose to do it any other way because it truly did teach me so much. Um, so that I found is a lesson that might have to come later for some people because it's very quite triggering. It is. It goes back to the responsibility, but it's it's also cushioned around like deep unhealed pain and wounding. Yeah deep emotional wounds. And most of the time people don't want to heal. They just want to numb, you know, they just want to numb and pretend like nothing ever happened, even though it's literally directing their entire life and their experiences. And it's shaping the way that they perceive everything and everyone. Um, And so it's, it's hard for people to even wrap their head around that. Like, no, I didn't. Like, uh, do you not know how it works? Like my parents had me and that's, I just got here. It's like, I know I look, look, Hey, we'll, we'll talk about that when you're ready, but but, (laughs) you know, so I, I can understand how, how people have that reaction. But when you understand that it's a part of your purpose, part of like your impact, the things you go through and, I I came to that realization after I got out of a really bad relationship. And as I was thinking through it, I was taking responsibility for my part, not his part, but I was taking my responsibility and like how I was going in. I'm like, man, he, he had just the right amount of everything to be that catalyst to change me and to transform me into the person I really needed become wow and it's like that's powerful and in a sense it's all love it's all love at the end of the day it's like on a soul level this person agreed to be that bad guy just so that you could be your most powerful self to push you just that much and when i when i take that approach it takes me out of that victim mentality and it's like I just become grateful of my experiences. It doesn't mean I'm like, yeah, let's do this again. No, but I'm grateful and I have a deeper understanding for my experiences and relationships in life. And I don't look at anything as it being unfair. I just try to find ways to understand deeper and make it work, you know? Wow. No, I got chills from what you said because it's really? just, yeah, it's such a powerful lesson. And it's not always the first thing that people think of when they get out of something like that. There's usually, you know, a lot of anger and we yeah. want to blame them and we want to hate them and we want to like curse them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, but, but it's, I think that's part of the, this metaphysical journey too, is also it retrains the way you see things. Mm-hmm. And, and if 
and it does take time and it is a journey. So when people are getting are new in on their journey and they want to start immediately gobbling up these concepts, some of these might be a little too far down the path for where they're at now because it it fundamentally takes like a huge shift of how they think day to day about themselves and others and their existence before these other concepts like what you're talking about could feel comfortable. Some mm-hmm. people can grasp these. Sometimes people grasp that exact thing that you said first, <laughs> and that's what leads them on mm-hmm. the metaphysical journey. So it just depends on, we all have like little timers, you know, and I like we're, our timers go off where we're supposed to learn different things. There's, there's a mix of free will and destiny. And sometimes some people are kind of meant to, for it to happen a little bit earlier and there's no right or wrong. It's just everyone is, is going to, go at a different pace for what their soul needs, mm-hmm. but it can take this little like awakening, which is really difficult and hard. And awakenings usually come after a very difficult experience, usually I find. So you perhaps had uh, your awakening or a secondary or tertiary awakening because it can mm-hmm. come in phases, you know, after that oh, experience. Yeah. And I had the same thing happen to me after a really bad relationship. It That's when my really big spiritual awakening happened too. Mm-hmm. And man, I'll tell you, it gives you a lot of like uh, fodder to like work on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There's a lot there that you got to unpack, but it does. It's almost like a lesson, like lessons to work through, lesson plans for you. So um, people should do it at their own pace and not try to rush to see where someone else is at. And it's okay to be angry at these ideas. It's okay to have that feeling of rage because that tells you what's going on inside of you. All those feelings are pointers to show you where you're hurt and where you need, where it needs love and healing and understanding. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every emotion is valuable. Totally. Um, And so I try to focus on that as well. And I think sometimes we make happiness like this goal. While I understand, (laughs) I don't, personally, I don't believe that's really the goal. I think happiness When you look up the meaning of happiness, it actually comes from the word meaning lucky, which means it's it's not it's not something that is frequent. It's like once in a while, like a surprise kind of thing. Um, And so happiness is just an emotion, just like every other emotion. And and it, it happens. It feels great. And it lets us know that this is something that's good. This is something that's positive, but it's not any more valuable than anger, which lets you know um, you've been violated. So that's not a good direction to go in. Or, um, you know, when you're sad, you know, what's, what's making you feel sad. So I love when we can just acknowledge every emotion and not, devalue when we feel negative and say, oh, I'm not supposed to feel like that and just suppress it or get stuck in that emotion, but to understand what's leading you. Why did you feel that? And you'll find that it's very valuable and you grow when you learn what's on the other side of that emotion. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wonderful set of things that you just said there. And it's, um, it, it truly is like a, a little map for you, especially, that's why we were always talking about, you know, at Happy Healing Shop, we're always talking about, you know, doing inner work. And, you know, some people want to become practitioners, but like they haven't done very much of that inner work yet. And mm-hmm. what happens is it can mess up your readings. It can You can start projecting your own ego into stuff, your own damage into other people and saying it's them. And, 
you know, I've seen it go wrong, like really wrong with some people. And I'm, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like you gotta oh. work. It takes years of work sometimes. Yeah. Uh, some people are more aware already than others, but there are some that are so deep in it and they want the glamour and the fun of being a reader. You know, they think oh. it's like, oh, it's so cool, you know? And oh, it's like, don't, don't, don't be in a hurry. Mm-mm. It's a privilege to get to read for someone. And that person is coming to you with an open heart and open mind. And it's such a, just a tender moment uh, mm-hmm. that you're sharing with them. And you, you know, if you're not, if you're not in a good place, if you have, if you haven't getting, get in the mental health care that you need, if you're not, you know, working on your own inner stuff or understanding where your biases come from, take some time out to work on those things. Because if you're unaware of those things, it's, you're probably not going to be the best reader that you can be, but also you might actually disseminate harmful information. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a process and, and, uh, it's, it's one that's painful sometimes. So people don't want to dive in, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be understated how important it is to know your own emotions. And, um, that's why I, like certain practices that can kind of help you dive deeper into them. Like EFT seems to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if you've tried that one um, oh, or yeah. emotion, emotional freedom technique. Yeah. It's tapping. Some people call it, but I like that one a bit because it actually, you actually focus on the feeling and where mm-hmm. it is in your body. And then you, you're tapping on it. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of a night. Like it gives you some sort of structure. Mm-hmm. So, and some people I say, Hey man, Got, make sure you get a therapist. Like it's, it's okay to have therapist and yeah. also be a medical, you know, don't go to the doctor still. Like there's some people that kind of lead people away from getting that kind of help and try mm-hmm. to use metaphysics as a replacement. It's like, no, we have all these things in our society for a reason mm-hmm. and we can use them as, as we need. Don't like shut out things that are still very valid just because someone told you to do it. You know, there's room for it to mix together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that while I do understand the power of the mind and emotions do have a huge effect on our physical health and our lives, it it doesn't mean you should, you know, um, keep yourself from getting the best health or the best help from someone that, you know, has dedicated their lives to learning and studying or you know, being in that role to help you. Um, so we shouldn't, you know, negate that, you know. Um, so I love that you mentioned that. It's like, it's all about balance here, whatever balance <laughs> looks like to you, but just giving a little energy to everything that brings your life into wholeness or harmony and not like being in one thing versus the other, just kind of just being a little more free, I think. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's integration in a very gentle way, you know, and, and um, some people might feel when they start their awakening process, they might start to feel very disconnected from everything that Mm -hmm. they're new. Right. And may not know how to reintegrate because it does, if you have like a pretty, you know, substantial awakening or if something happened to you and it triggered an awakening, there's a lot you're processing, And you may feel a sense of disconnectedness, like, wow, now that I know all this, how do I just keep going in this like very three dimensional world with this very like rigid kind of dense structures? And, 
you're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to participate. That's why we're here. And I think that's hard. Some people go to the ethers, you know, and they get really hung up in like the, the starseed stuff and like, they're just like in outer space all the time. And they're like, no, 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 come back. <laughs> that stuff's really fun and everything, but you're meant to be in this body now. Maybe you were an extraterrestrial in the past. That's cool. But you're this person now and you're not an extraterrestrial now. So you need to come back, relax, and you know, you can get a job, you could participate, you could pay your taxes. It, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and it's just, it's like, and then, but still do your metaphysical stuff. And then you're not going to have so much resistance because you're like, you're, it's okay to do all that, you know? Exactly, exactly. Being able to stay grounded. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I find when the, their crown chakra is way too active, they're like, I just want to be on the top of a mountain away from everybody and just be close yep. to the highest power possible. It's like, wait a minute, you, <laughs> you're still in a body, you're still in mm. physical form. There's still wonderful things to experience in life and enjoy your senses enjoy being in this body and living life. And I promise one day it all be over and you can be in the ethers for the time being until you come back down again. But for right now, let's experience the life, the story, the journey that we're on. Oh, beautifully said, Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Ah, I love this conversation. You're so cool. Oh, thank you too. I, oh, I could thanks. probably talk with you forever. <laughs> oh yeah. I could talk to you for like at least another three hours yeah. for sure. <laughs> but I know that you have a, you know, a lot of things that you probably want to enjoy your time. So how can anyone get in touch with you or connect with you? Yeah. So uh, a lot of people follow us on TikTok. I have my personal account, which is meet, Medium Maria Hill. Um, And the link in my bio on that account has links to everything. We also have a happy healing shop TikTok, which is literally the happy healing shop. And there's a bunch of links to everything in there. But you could also go to the happyhealingshop.com. And on there, we have our blog, we have our courses that we offer, as well as, um, you know, we're starting to open up some readings again, I had some illness. So I had to take like, basically almost a year off to try and recenter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so that was kind of tough. But, um, but so we're starting to reopen certain ones soon. Um, And we also have a Facebook group uh, called the happy healers that you can join to talk with other like minded people that are into this stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that's, those are the main, and we also on Instagram as well. Those are their main contact points. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else you want to say or mention? Oh, I'm just really, really grateful, Lindsay, for you having uh, me on today. Uh, I absolutely enjoyed our conversation and, um, I'm looking forward to hearing the episode for sure. Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, I'll let you enjoy your Saturday. Oh, I hope you do as well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.